0: Welcome to Politic on the Midweek Fix. This is Good Wednesday. Wow, it's Wednesday already. Good Wednesday. Good Wednesday? Most people think Jesus died on Friday. He, he died on Wednesday. He did. He died on Wednesday. Good Wednesday. <laughs> he was in the grave for three days, three nights. This has nothing Wednesday to do with night, the show. Wednesday night, Thursday night, Starting Friday night. controversy. Rose again. Yeah. I'm doing it. I just did it. Yeah. I just did it. Book it up. <laughs> um, hey, we're going to be in Arizona on May 19th. Go to fightlifefeast.com. Click on the shop and if you want to join us in Arizona for a live show, we actually got Delano Squires coming on. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to hang that. with him and Jeff, Pastor Jeff Durbin coming nice. on. So that's May nineteenth. Go to fightlapfeast.com, into the shop, sign up. Phoenix. We'll actually probably will have like a pre uh, you know Dinner that a lot of people Can participate in too In yes. fellowship time Is there and, gonna
1: be and Beer and psalms though There will be that's, beer And psalms
0: I'm, I'm, I not up I'm not Exclusive psalms
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine As long as there's psalms Okay yep.
1: Hey this show's brought to you By Dime Payments Dime Payments is a Christian owned Processing payment business Yeah it is Every business needs A payment process system That's not woke So please go to DimePayments.com Forward slash FLF And sign your business up Working with them mm-hmm. Supports us They won't cancel you like stripe canceled president trump they won't cancel you like Mailchimp canceled the babylon b check them out at least have a phone call tell them the cross politic sent you go to dimepayments.com forward slash flf the standards the standards are so low right just don't be woke, don't be woke. and i'll do business with you, the, you right, okay go ahead i was gonna say one more thing yes before we introduce our special guest um i got friends up in alberta Woo! Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're starting a new classical Christian school called Cochrane Classical oh. Christian School. Wow! Cochrane Classical Christian School is now accepting applications for the upcoming 22-23 school year for kindergarten to grade 10. Wow! This is a new independent school. They don't got any strings on them. They aren't taking Uh, that
0: government cheese, are they?
1: Located just 20 minutes northwest of Calgary, Alberta. Uh, They offer both full-time, part-time studies on campus. For more information, contact them at Mm. 587-435-3520. That's 587-435-3520. Or visit them on their Facebook page. That's Cochrane, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E. Classical Christian school.
0: One Praise thing.
2: God. That is how we win. That's how we fight. Period. Yeah, that's
0: how, how we, we fight. Period. They're not that's running. Right. They're no. fighting. That's They're it. building. You know, you know, Calgary's like the red stepchild of te- Texas. We didn't really need that part. No, no. Need right. that Always part. saying okay. things like right. that,
1: <laughs> and we don't know what that means. <laughs> hey, we are grateful to have with us Mr. Forrest Cooper. We had him on the show. Uh, yes. In, uh, in Tennessee, Tennessee last year. In the Dramat. backyard you know of you know Laramie. He, I, I had night vision goggles. I got to use That's right. This is right. probably illegal for me to say online. I don't know. Probably. I don't know where they were from or whose there were. But I just remember Forrest. that night. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! I was trying to cover for him. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, you're like that kid
2: in the I'm night. not saying anything.
1: <laughs> Forrest Cooper, you can follow him on the Instagrams at Fox row underscore official. Also at redacted. LLC. Mm. I don't think I follow him, Check Forrest. Out I don't think I follow you. Or gooberofficial.com or redactedllc.com. He's a philosopher, writer, freelance journalist, and um, mm. pretty much somebody that could he, kick he, your
2: butt. He's a dangerous man. Yeah, he is. Um, he's a dangerous man. You were
1: recently in Ukraine, uh, Forrest, um, and what were you doing in Ukraine? Don't you know it's dangerous there?
3: I do know it's dangerous there. Uh, but the first part to be said is that there's nothing saying that you can't own night vision. So, okay. Uh, you know, I, I know the people's right, but, but it, yeah,
1: were they ghost night vision goggles? Ghost. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that means
4: anymore.
3: <laughs> You're talking about ghost guns and laser rifles and, and air raid sirens. Yeah, we, so we have no idea. for since you've yeah. been on
2: America's Change, I just want you to know that so the That's night vision I is now understand. illegal. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, you know, we could have called it a sabbatical. Thirty days of not having to deal with Western media was pretty nice. Okay. Uh, so the but to answer your first question, is Ukraine dangerous? Ukraine is dangerous in the same way that the Book of James talks about wars and rumors of wars. There are so many things going on, and naivety doesn't just get you uh, mocked over there. It can get you uh, not alive. So,
0: <laughs> but why'd you why'd you go over there? They're in the middle. They're fighting Putin right now.
3: Yeah, they are. I, uh, you know, I have had the opportunity in the past with my military experience to experience war for its own sake, but. Uh, part of it is I wanted to see for myself. I had an opportunity and like, let's just say an impasse or an opportunity where it was a good time for me to go over. So I brought a camera and I wanted to see it for myself and see what I could actually like discern and determine about what was going on in the area. Because of course we have all this media going on and it was really well timing for me and my family. So we, I took the opportunity. So what? So
1: what did you find? I mean, what, I mean, is it, um, I mean, I want to know first of all: is there are there signs of war crimes and
3: genocide? Mm. They can be found. I didn't see any myself, and that's yeah. the problem: is that I like we talk about them in ideas over there; they're realities. I right. know that we're. I think there's an overwhelming amount of evidence that war crimes are being committed, but we're also engaging with the f- difficulty of mankind in the sense that. They're also the the war crimes are being determined by man, and if the man committing the war crimes doesn't care about your counsel, then right. yeah, right. There you so are. be it. There you are.
2: So, so Forrest, when, when I have a, I have a whole set of questions that I wanted to ask you before we got on. And then I asked you, hey, what are the three things that we need to touch on as it relates to Ukraine? Part mm-hmm. of it for me is I don't know what's true, what's false. I don't know what to believe. I don't know who the good guy is, who the bad guy is, depending on where we put the marker at. But when I asked you those three things, the first thing you, you put – to me that we need to touch on. Are we a serious people? And I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? And what does that have to do with Ukraine?
3: Okay, so let's uh, thank you for that one. Are we a serious peoples is a question that I've been asking since I was able to go over there, because uh, even while in Ukraine, I heard plenty of I interacted with plenty of Americans. I heard plenty of rumors and stories and postulating. I made the mistake of, lo- of, of turning on my phone and figuring out what was going on in the West. And we were talking about a subject as if it was important, but we were acting about a subject as if it, as if it did, did, didn't matter. A case mm. in point example would be, is Putin committing war crimes? At the end of the day, what does that matter to me? I don't want that to sound callous, but I think it means... I need to ask myself the question of, maybe I grieve over it or I feel pain, but am I going to be able to stop it by building a social media campaign? Am I going to, uh, do I really seriously believe the things that are coming out of my mouth or what I'm talking about or what I'm concerned with? And so the question being, are we a serious peoples? Um, In in America, could be answered sometimes very pessimistically by saying, no, uh, a, a lot of our culture seems to be very plastic in compared to kind of the reality of war. Maybe uh, it's something like we postulate very grandly about values that we have, but they really don't have any weight in our lives. Kind of like you're talking about earlier with the, this is how we fight back. This is how we raise our families. We can complain all day long about say groomers and schools or challenges like that. But the, at the end of the day, do we really care about our community? Do we really care about our society? Do Is this our country? Does, do Americans feel like America is America, or do they just feel like it happens to be the place that they live? So... Uh, and a, and a good example is Russia's trying to treat themselves like a serious country. They have mm. goals, they have objectives, they have plans. I mean, this is kind of the the way to say it, right? Uh, maybe another example would be Americans would go into or going over, um, people you, you'd have Americans who are interested in going over to Ukraine to help, but they're so naive that they end up being just a burden. Is is uh, is Russia
1: a an enormous, a, a real? threat to Ukraine or is Ukraine um, actually uh, pushing them back?
3: Mm, in my opinion, if Russia didn't want, if Russia didn't have to, if they didn't want to play a game, a long game with NATO and the rest of the world, Ukraine would cease to exist rather quickly.
1: Yeah. So you think, uh, you think if they wanted to, they could be done with the war tomorrow and, and
3: Ukraine would be theirs? That's a concern. Yeah, but it, it's theirs against who? because yeah I, it, it, you have an element of heroism because what is today could be false tomorrow kind of thing sure. and, and it does look like Ukraine and all of the volunteers all of the volunteer support that Ukraine has received has almost created like a 1776 event where the small country fights against the great empire yeah. and establishes its um independence so there's optimism to be had there however Russia has nukes and you know, and and Russia certainly we we have reason to believe that Russia has the military power to end this much quicker, but it would probably come at the cost of, um, international like global war, world war three kind of thing. Right. So
2: time I see Republicans agree on something, it always bothers me because I'm like, what in the world did they just kind of do, uh, you know what? What kind of God has merged these two groups together who disagree right. so so much on on the issue? So when they come together on Ukraine, we were in Texas mm-hmm. and we were going over this impasse, and there were Ukraine flags, American flags, same height, just all the way for like a mile. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And and so, but I, and so not knowing, not being there on the ground, not seeing um, the situation in reality, is Ukraine. And what's going on with Russia is something that Americans need to take seriously and say America needs to be involved in what's going on over there. From what you can see and what you've engaged, do we need to take it seriously and say, OK, we need to go to our politicians, make a declaration of war and stop this because it's a tragedy?
3: I think you're going to answer your question by saying it's not the country as a whole. Um, it's not the country as a whole. So in other words, there are some people who can have great influence and, and effect in Ukraine, in creating peace in Ukraine, in creating a situation of possible resolution, but that's not everybody, and that might not be solved democratically. It's kind of like the metaphor of the man in the arena is a good example. We often you're familiar with Teddy Roosevelt's quote: "The man, it's not the critic who counts, but it, it's not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or how the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man in the arena whose face is marred with dust and sweat and blood." The story we're familiar with this quote. I uh, no, no no. Oh dear! It's a good one. It's a good one. And I, <laughs> our I producer just I, I flipped out. Like he was important. like. <laughs>
2: He's like, hey, everybody should, should know this quote.
3: And then the last part is a little bit tongue twisty. So I, now I'm going to be uh, ever criticized by those Theodore Roosevelt cultists that follow you. But <laughs> um, yeah, so so to move on from that quickly, it's a, it's a metaphor that's oftentimes quoted to point out the distinction between the person who's acting and the critic who's make, criticizing him. And we get the sort of gladiator esque uh, idea or, or image of there's the guy fighting in the arena, and then there's all the hecklers around him, and like that metaphor is important in the scenario because many of us use that quote or think about that kind of line. That quote is oftentimes used to generate an artificial sense of importance, and mm. and and like oh well I, I I'm by quoting it I'm imposing that I'm the man in the arena, whereas in reality. There's there's really multiple different personalities involved in in what the scenario would be because there certainly is the guy who's acting, um, there is also the the fool, the heckler, the mocker, the, the 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 proverbial mocker, and then there's probably somebody in the crowd who's at least self aware enough to know that he's not the guy in the arena, but he's disappointed with the heckler. And how I'm how I would want to use this to answer your question is. There are people who are, can and there are people who can't and the people who are naive and think just because they feel something about Ukraine doesn't mean that they're actually helpful. However, this also produced an interesting kind of uh, outcome, which is generally speaking, those who are acting are indifferent, indifferent to the opinions of the people who have no say in no, no influence over what happens. So maybe a, a sense of humility is saying, "What what influence do I actually have? If I'm going to volunteer, or if the government should step in this way, maybe I should actually have a modicum of understanding and skin in the game when it comes to in in, uh, in interceding on the cost of war." There was a, um, mm. you know, because because the question is, and then you know, kind of the, the one of the concerns about. Going to war against Russia, other than the sheer fact of, say, possible nuclear war, is what for? Um, Are we sending our young men to die so that they can have all of the same problems that we're dealing with in Western civilization? Is that, you know, right? right? Is that, is that for more abortion and LGBT rights? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you could be as crass as saying, I don't want to send my friends to war so that there can be gay pride parades in Kyiv. But that has to be tempered with a sense of it's it's meant to be a little bitey and sarcastic. Yeah. Well, and and, um, and Putin's no good guy. So, so like, mm-hmm. I,
1: I, I don't, you know, there's there's that side of it too. And I think you and I think both things uh, can be yeah, true at the exact right. same
2: time. Mm-hmm. And so then, is it? So I think it'd be comfortable to say that. I, I guess I'm trying to get a sense from you if I'm if I'm trusting you and you were just there. Mm-hmm. We just kind of need to pump the brakes for a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, we can pump the brakes. We can certainly talk about it, but maybe taking that step back and asking the question of, does my opinion have any relevance to the matter? Right. So, like for example, I can feel bad about starving children in Africa, but I'm not building wells or bringing food there. That's a that's a it's, it's a it's a legitimate. I'm trying to think of it as like a legitimate humility in the sense of, okay, I I know that. There, there's there's, there's a tragedy going on in Ukraine. What can I do it about it? What am I willing to do about it? Not yeah. What am I trying to get somebody else to do about yep. it? I think that's really uh, good. Yeah, that's really fair. That's
2: why the pastors that we're connected to through our denomination is right. a great way for us to be able to support yeah. our brothers yep. and yep. sisters. There's something you can actually and, do. In Russia yeah. and yeah, in right. Ukraine. In, in, in Ukraine, exactly. All right, what's a good website people can go check out your articles at, again, Forrest.com?
3: Yeah, so I'm independent now. Um, I'm writing for a bunch of people, whoever I can, um, and I'm enjoying it because I just want a little bit of uh, mobility. However, if you want to follow me myself, my personal website is ForrestCooper, F-O-R-R-E-S-T-C-O-O-P-E-R, official.com. Uh, and then I've recently launched a new project called Redacted. So that's redactedllc.com. It's going to be, you'll, you'll, there'll be some merch on that page for in the coming days. T-shirts are incoming. All right. Um, but both of those are ones for my personal and ones for
2: um, a culture project. So Forrest, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, praying Forrest, for you. Cooper. Stay safe out there. Journalists on the street, on the ground. God bless you, brother. Salute to you.
3: We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. All right.
1: That was great, that was helpful. You know, speaking of fighting, when a man and woman say, I do, they are launched together into a grand adventure with numerous unexpected twists and turns. Nobody told me that. Along with all the <laughs> blessings from marriage, there are also sleepless nights with crying babies. You know- That's a blessing that. though. Expensive yeah. drama with extended family. Mm. Uh, mm. Also, uh, burnt dinners and- uh, <laughs> I just read that wrong. And turmoil in the world. There you go. Okay. Just combined. Ceremonies. What are we
0: talking about now? I'm, kind of, I'm confused. The <laughs> world thinks
1: that when marriage is confronted with hardship, either spouse can push the emergency eject button and simply move on due to irreconcilable differences. But Christian couples are commanded in sickness and health, riches That's and right. poverty, good times and bad, to display the glory of Christ and the church. To do this takes gritty faith, covenant fidelity, and joyful forbearance. Grace Agenda 2022. There we go. That's what we're talking there about. There we go. Is okay. It's coming up. <laughs> marriage, August. Marriage Boot Camp aims to equip Christian mm-hmm. couples to ride into the turbulence of the world in which we live with a fearless resolve to glorify God in their home and so advance the kingdom of God in the midst of a smoking crater that is Western civilization. Go to Man. graceagenda.com to sign up and we will see you in Moscow, hey in august august i believe it's 13th and 14th i think that's right go to
0: graceagenda.com. but speaking of the
1: smoking crater of western civilization and marriage and marriage (laughs) we are very blessed to have with us right now mr david fowler he's president of fact family action council of tennessee he's also the author of the politics of loving god courageous truths for contentious times and recovering the constitution using the ninth amendment yes did you know there was a ninth amendment oh yeah we've We've I knew there was an eighth
0: and a tenth, right. and then David introduced us to the ninth. <laughs> right, <who> knew?
1: <laughs> to restore civil liberty, check those books out. And his yeah. latest is called "The Naked Court," the Naked Court. I like to call it.
5: Yeah, I have it down here. Yeah, you have it right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, David,
1: thanks for coming back on Cross Politic.
5: Hey, it's good. It's great to be with y'all. And um, Gabe, you must have had that Common Core math if you didn't get that there was uh. a <laughs> That's good. He's already. He's already. He knows how to hit you. So you've
1: been involved in the uh, Tennessee legislature um, this last session on working on the marital contract recording act. Um, And I think we heard from you earlier today that today (laughs) it officially died. But can
5: can you tell us what was it and what happened? Yeah, I, I sure will. Just real quickly. Uh, a group of us got together, uh, including Jeff Schaefer, who was, uh, you know, on y'all's show. We know Jeff. Yeah, just two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. So I like to think of myself as the uh, low-rent Jeff Schaefer, you know, kind of guy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
5: Don't we all? Yeah. In, 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 instead instead of selling Johnson & Murphy, I sell kids tennis shoes. But anyway, sure. <laughs> um, we, we had all worked together, several of us. Jeff was one of them. Yeah. To, to figure out what to do with Obergefell, which was the case I know y'all have talked about, you've talked about with Jeff, where the court said liberty under the Constitution is now the right to define and express your identity. Right. And so the court said, therefore, state marriage licensing statutes can't be limited to man and a woman anymore. That, In other words, those statutes were not codifying a reality about marriage. Uh, they were creating marriage. So, so we did this really odd thing of saying, well, okay, uh, we'll leave our statutes alone, but we're going to say that a man and a woman have been marrying independent of the government, giving them permission for like a really long time. (laughs) That's radical. That's radical. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, And And the government's role is not to create marriage, but to help, secure and protect marriage by giving uh, a man and a woman a way to prove their marriage 20, 30 years from now, when the, 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 you know, the ministers died. And for all I know, the best man became a woman, right? So um, (laughs) you can't, you can't bring them into court to testify. So, so anyway, it was really this radical concept. that rather than having to get the permission from the government to be able to marry we said well if men and women are able to contract to sign a vacation rental let's say or buy a house or or maybe hire a, a, a terminator service they ought to be able to make a promise as man and woman and then go to the courthouse afterwards and file a document by which they swear that they have in fact taken each other as husband and wife and then the court would enforce that kind of Promise creating rights and duties the same as they do any other kind of contract. Okay, and uh, well, it, it was just amazing. It, it got killed today in a, in a state that has two thirds of the house and two thirds of the senate are Republicans. Yeah, and uh, the arguments were really interesting. But what what was fascinating is about a week ago. Um, the gay rights groups finally came right out and and they made this statement, and I want people to appreciate it and appreciate that the <laughs> Christian Republicans killed it. Christian okay. Republicans killed Wow. It. yeah, yeah, and here's here's what they said. One of their lawyers, a legal expert, said, specifically, defining marriage between one man and one woman as something the government has an obligation to recognize as a valid union sets up the stage for Obergefell being rendered meaningless.
0: So, so, and so conservatives what, are like, let's shut, th- shut this down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
5: Because their whole premise rests on the fact wow. that marriage is not a reality. You know, as Knox has been talking, there's no metaphysic that's true about male or female, and, and therefore there can't be anything that's true related to marriage. So it's a creation of the state and the government wow. by statutes. And when you, when you say not only there is something real that exists independent of the government's creation, mm-hmm. but the government has an obligation to recognize that reality, you have just rendered Obergefell and, uh, meaningless. You have just, uh, not that, that there aren't still license statutes, but you have undermined the whole worldview behind it so wow, wow.
0: David why why not just like work within the current framework and run uh, you know legal plays within the current marriage framework that's in Tennessee why did you kind of propose this you know uh, personal contract for marriage yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that seems like an odd way to odd way to yeah. run that play well
5: actually uh, what it is is it's called a marital contract at common law so The common law has always recognized. In fact, the Supreme Court has said it's still a a case, just the current Supreme Court ignored it, that says the right of man and woman to marry is not conferred by the government. Hmm. It's a common law right. And the court said, therefore, state statutes should be construed not as creating the right or abrogating the right, but providing a way for marriages to be registered and proved. What decision, so wow. what decision is that from? This is, a, this is a case called Meister versus Moore. And and one of the things you may remember, Jeff said, we have a rich treasure trove of great legal history yeah. right. Right. out there. If we will just go back and reclaim it and use it. Right, right. See? Uh, yeah. And so that's what I've done is I've said, the common law understood this is a reality. And, and when people make promises – the obligation of courts is to uphold them, and we do that with employment agreements and lease agreements and vacation rentals and but but somehow we're so statist that we would hold that you guys can enter into a contract to um, to to hire a lawyer, a complicated legal document, but you're not competent enough to know what you do when you say I do. Wow. We need the government's, government's permission. I want to yeah. just,
1: I just want to underline this for people that are watching and listening to this, because I, I think it's, maybe everybody's been tracking, but so the point that we're underlying here, there's a, there's a completely different um, visions of human life. At, at, stake, at stake here. That's right. And one is there is a, a, there's a reality that God has created in in male and female, um, in and in the gift of marriage and family that God created, God established in the world, and it exists whether or not a right. state says anything about it or not. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> the statist worldview that says um, we are the ones who create the state of marriage. We are the ones who create a family. um, We are God. And And now your identity. We are the ones who create. And fundamentally, identity. We we, we say what is human or not human, what is male or female or some other letter in the alphabet or whatever we want to designate it as. That's what's at stake here. And so what the, the... what David's play and with the, the book on the Ninth Amendment that he um, has out um, is trying to help people understand is that the original Ninth Amendment recognized that there were all kinds of rights and realities that existed that were not uh, mentioned in the Constitution, but they, they were established because God made the world. Um, that's right. And so that's what he was doing with this this play is to say, well, let's just try to get the state to recognize that marriage exists and can exist apart from us. Right. And sure. and then we and have we just oblig- want you to recognize our contract that yeah, we do. Oblig- oblig- I mean, this is it would be sort of like running a play where we just sort of say math exists, you know, gravity yeah. exists, and we would just like the state of Tennessee to occasionally affirm that.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay to teach addition because it in subtraction it, it it really is a thing. <laughs> what what was, what was fascinating? Now listen to this statement. This is from this article of uh, saying that this bill in Tennessee is about undermining gay marriage. And it says uh, Republicans are also mad that queer people have supposedly sullied the heterosexual institution of marriage. So it shouldn't be a surprise that they're scheming for ways to create as if now we're creating right. and quote, alternative form of marriage that excludes same sex couples. Wow. Oh my goodness. They don't understand. We're not creating anything. Right. I can't get it through legislators' heads. They're saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm approving. It's like, no, you're not approving anything. Yeah. The marriage is made between the man and the woman, the promise is made between the man and the woman. When you license people, now you're creating it. Now you're assuming absolute jurisdictional authority over the marital relationship. Right. And, and what's so interesting that Republicans don't get is, one, they think you shouldn't be allowed to enter into a contract unless the state is licensed to you. Now, that abolishes all private contracts. Right. Wow. wow. Okay. wow. The second part that, that I think the LGBT community understands is if we acknowledge that there's a reality that exists independent of the government, then there's an understanding of liberty that limits the government right right to which the government is subject and then they can't control everything so right so just just fascinating to see we did get it out of a couple of committees we made some progress but ultimately they were too scared to let it go to the floor they were too confused they didn't know what common law was so
2: this can get this couldn't get out of the republican base the republican yeah. circle is that what you're telling me yeah.
5: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah he, at least he, for now, this was our first attempt. This was the first he, attempt. No, no, He, said, he, said, he, said,
1: he yeah. said, "Christian Republicans killed this bill."
5: You know,
2: David. Here's and and I'm gonna start well, let's say it this way. Professing ones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank well, you know, <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm a Presbyterian. If you've been baptized, I'm gonna pull you by your baptism. So, <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> so here's here's something that I've been working through, David. And you tell me if I'm wrong on this. And maybe this is I'm giving up too much of the of what we're doing here, but. I think people need to understand that this is a pro-life move I think we've separated the categories of marriage and pro-life so much that we think that we're fighting two different things But when you listen to Jeff Schaefer talk, we lost The pro-life movement when we started working with abortifacians and the responsibilities and duties of fathers or or husbands and wives To the relationship of children and we when we abort severed that we created an institution that allows us to bastardize the world, yeah. yeah. And and so what what's so important inside and,
1: and, of and I just want to pause right there and just say and and he's not using that world that word bastardize, um, flippantly. We mean yeah. literally. Yeah, you you you. Ma- it, everything has been made illegitimate. That's right. No, it's no longer tied to the core of the family, the legitimacy right. of the family. It,
2: it it literally actually has been bastardized. It's, it's been cut away from yeah and to go back and, and this is why the, the the pro-life movement we have to think far more robust about pro-life right. and what Absolutely. you're doing here is the very foundation of re-establishing life in our culture is establishing the relationship that god has given between a man and a woman is that am, am i seeing that right
5: no I, I yes i think you are seeing it correctly and, and actually Jeff said something. I was re-listening to the show today um, uh, because it's so good. So if listeners, if y'all haven't listened to it, go find the Jeff Schaefer podcast and yeah. listen to it. But, yeah. but he said something to the effect that, that we now no longer have any true relations. We're born independent of any relation. We're all, rather than bastardized, atomized. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. sure. Which is and, the and he same said, thing. So, yeah, that's right. So, so I think that that is correct. And it and so when you when you put a bill out here that says there's something true about male and female and they relate to this thing called marriage, then you have not only reestablished the basis for understanding what life and human sexuality is and and the whole pro-life movements rooted in that there isn't a right to sterility. Remember, Jeff said that there's now a right to, to sterile sex, mm-hmm. right? sex, yeah. sex is, is, is certainly pleasurable, but it's, but it's end is ultimately procreation. Right. And, and, and then you've also established the parent. And one of the things that I don't remember if Jeff said, but if male and female are not real categories of human existence, then they can't have any meaning in marriage and they cannot have any meaning in the parent and child relationship. Right so so Knox, i think you you brought up the point that schools we don't get why the schools are are fighting us so badly and i think you you said because they already understand they're not our children right right (laughs) that's right we're custodians and caretakers right but but the but as he mentioned you know the first case that was out there where we lost this was pierce versus society of sisters you remember that case about parental rights and he said that was the case where the court said, you don't have rights because of the natural relation between mother, father, and child, but you have custody. Right. So therefore, we will let you care. But, the, but, the, but it begs the question, right. who has custody? Who has the right to custody if it's not rooted in a metaphysical reality? Right. Who gets and, the dollar 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 dollar. Dollar. And, and that's
1: such a mm. such a typical uh, way that liberals run circles around conservatives. Come on now, we will let you have your your private schools. Yep, we will it. let you have your private schools. Yep. That's what the that yep. decision was. Yep. Let yep. We will let you. <laughs> Not because the children belong to you, but because we'll let you be the custodians yep. of the children, and therefore you can you
2: can pick other schools as you want. And like, and here we are. We don't even know the right questions we, to ask. We don't. We're, we
4: don't.
5: we're done.
2: David, man, I appreciate so much your work. Where can people follow you and keep track
5: of what you're doing? Well, um, you know, I drive a Ford Explorer, so you can follow me in that if you'd like. Oh no! <laughs> um, What's the license plate number? <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's got a it's got a dent in the rear. Uh, it's FAC for Family Action Council, FAC Tennessee. dot org oh, and. Yeah so appreciate it guys Thanks for following in on this And helping your listeners Understand We're fighting here And I hope Other states will pick up the fight When they hear stuff That's a great play Idaho Where you you at You keep fighting I
2: hope you guys need to reach out to David And see the plays that they're doing So that maybe one of these plays Happens in your state City council somewhere So if you're single Get married If you're married Have some kids And if you have kids Go baptize them Until Sunday Love God with all your heart Soul, mind and strength Love your neighbor as yourself Go fight laugh and feast this is cross politics sunday is easter sunday yes Yes. it is he is risen
5: he is risen indeed home it's where you build your legacy where traditions are started seeds are planted meals are shared and stories are told we are chris natalie carpenter owners of story real estate and our team of top agents helps people find homes in moscow idaho and around the country have you thought about a move Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us
4: at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? they know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world. Dangerous to the principalities and powers. Dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. (laughs) So where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.